0: Hey, Vanessa.
1: Hey, Michael.
0: So you've always told me that you only drink one, maybe two cups of coffee per day. It's one. Yeah, but it doesn't matter if it's just one, if the size of your cup is a bowl. If you were going to go to a restaurant and they're like, hey, sir, do you want a cup of soup or a bowl of soup? And if you order the bowl and that's what you use, that serving size for your cup of coffee, that's not one cup of coffee.
1: I use one 16-ounce thermos cup at work.
0: You just poured me a cup of coffee, and the thing could house a bass in it.
1: Saturday morning, sometimes it's needed.
0: And I said, is this what you drink out of all the time? You brought me a bowl. You're like, I drink out of this all the time. Thank you. On the weekends, yes. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The
0: standard deviation, I mean, i talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta,
2: the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in.
1: Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event.
2: This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet Magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey.
0: Welcome, everyone, to Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa. Hi, everyone. It's good to be here again with you guys. It does go by fast. It's been a while. We're trying a new recording it
1: been a long while. Yes. And for those of you who don't know. It's not
0: funny. We're not talking about it. We are talking
1: We're about it. We're not talking about it. You just it. called me out on my coffee. So I get to talk about the fact that you're back in a sling because you broke your elbow.
0: Oh, yeah? What am I in right now?
1: Okay. Well, you took it off per doctor's orders to give it some air and let it move around.
0: Fine. But I'm not in one right now. Then That's am I? That's fine.
1: That's fine. I'm still really good at tying shoes. I can tie my
0: own oh, shoes. Oh, really? Really? Yes.
1: Who did you holler to come up into our room this morning to
0: tie your shoes? That's irrelevant. I didn't say I could tie them when they're on my feet. I just said I can tie my own shoes.
1: And our daughter had the exact same reaction I did when he asks me to tie his shoes.
0: (sighs) No, she didn't. She came to me after I broke it. I guess we didn't know for sure at the time. She goes, Dad, I want to tell you, no matter what you need, I'm here for you. Which was a bunch of baloney. Because then, say, like,
1: because then, three seconds later in the car, when you asked the kids to all be quiet, she was the first to be like,
0: I know, God. And then I tried to remind her of that little promise, and it was like, "So?" <laughs> I, I actually do think that was her response.
1: So anyway, so we're back. Sorry for the hiatus. July's kind of always been a crazy month.
0: I think it is for most families.
1: Well, because you have the fourth, which mm-hmm. throws everything off, and then. We always have a conference in July. Mm-hmm. Most people take vacations in July. So it's like, before you know it, it was the 4th of July and poof, it's August.
0: Gone. And then Bye. you've got back to school. Why is there back to school shopping already?
1: They get a jump on it. Why do they already have sweaters and fall clothes out in the middle of July? Because people plan ahead. Well, okay. No, I don't. don't. No, they don't. Most people do. No,
0: they want you to.
1: And you don't. I know. No.
0: It's dumb. I was listening to a show the other day where, and I think this is on the east side of the state, they have Halloween stores out already.
1: Some places have Christmas. There was Christmas music playing on the radio on Wednesday, Mm Mm-hmm. Wednesday or Thursday. I I heard it too. Oh yeah. I walked into the office and I wasn't paying attention, you know, whatever. And then I walked out to grab my enormous cup of coffee. Your bowl? From the coffee pot. Did you buy
0: that in the fish section at Meijer? No. You know, if it's in the shape of a rectangular cube, it's not a cup. It's called an aquarium. No, no, no.
1: I bought it in the mom works a lot and is super tired. And if she doesn't have this cup, she's going to die. Aisle.
0: Oh, so you bought it in the uh, baby bath aisle?
1: You're actually supposed
0: to put a child in there and bathe them.
1: It's not that big. But anyway, so I went and I got my ginormous, according to you, cup of coffee. If you
0: can put it over your head as a hard hat, it's too big.
1: Are you done yet? Yes. And Jingle Bells was on. And I stood there for a minute. I was like, I can't be hearing this correctly. And then my secretary came in and I looked at her and I go, they're playing Christmas music, aren't they? And she goes, yes. I said, they're sprinkling in like normal music, right? And she goes, No, all I've heard is Christmas music this morning. So I walked to my desk, typed in the radio station, and it was Christmas in July, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. All you'll hear is Christmas. And I was like, end of radio station. Uh, We're done today. You know what I don't like
0: about that, though, too, is, and it'll probably resonate, I would assume, in West Michigan here, I think that diminishes what Christmas is actually about, though. Correct. You're not celebrating the birth of Jesus. You're celebrating... Presence. consumerism. Yes.
1: Because Which, a lot of companies also do Christmas in July sales. Start buying your so Christmas stuff dumb. now. Right. Right.
0: Come get your four-wheel drive truck. Christmas in July. Yes. So that actually brings me to something else, believe it or not, related to the same topic. Really? Then I know. <laughs> We've had too much time it's amazing I've been planning. So the number one holiday for spending, consumerism as you just said. Christmas. Christmas. Closely followed by? Easter? No. Try again.
1: Uh, Valentine's Day?
0: No. I think we got to get you on that pill, Prevagen. I've seen the like commercials for it. It helps your brain because we talked about this.
1: No, we did not. You talked
0: about it in your sleep, maybe. Oh, I talked to somebody else about this. Right.
1: So we didn't talk. Oh, okay. So I need to be medicated now.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I didn't say medicated. I said pill.
1: Yeah. You said we got to get you on this. So I'd just like to know we did not talk about this.
0: All right. Number two holiday in spending and very close to Christmas.
1: Halloween. That does not surprise
0: me. Actually, It surprises me to no end because why do you have new spending for Halloween if you go buy a ghost costume thing to go put on your front porch you can reuse that ghost costume thing but here's the
1: deal have you seen how much it costs for a 4-year-old Halloween costume
0: yeah amazon it's
1: ridiculous
0: yeah it should it, that does not compare to what people spend on christmas
1: i know But candy, decorations, you've got to rebuy all the spiderweb cotton thingies to hang in your house. I just
0: hand out last year's candy. I'm not keeping it anyway.
1: We don't hand out candy, period, because nobody comes to our house.
0: No, they don't. You're welcome. It's too dark. Right. I don't get it, though. And I think of that when we're talking about the average American family who's living paycheck to paycheck. And I don't know. I don't have a statistic on this. I didn't find some survey. I don't care. I'm just giving you my observation that the people who spend a lot of time on this are the average Americans. Mm -hmm. And I know the average Americans have less than $500 in savings. I know average Americans are stressed over money. I know average Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Right. And you're spending that much on Halloween? Like, I already think we spend too much on Christmas. I know I'm sounding like I'm 70, 90 years old, but we do.
1: But it's the, I got to have it now mentality.
0: It's the kids And I do, want it. And the kids deserve this. I got to make something spe- special, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Which is actually really funny because Fridays, usually by the time we get to Friday, I don't want to cook and I run through and get a hot and ready because mm-hmm. they're $5 and the kids love them. It's great. Um, so I'm in line and I'm sitting, go to pay the girl. And she's like, well, the, the extra, well, I think I ordered an extra most bestest because it has extra pepperoni. Oh,
0: I hate it. Heartburn Central. <laughs> I've told you to stop it.
1: You know they have pills for that, right?
0: Yeah, and I take those and they don't work.
1: <laughs> anyway, so the girl's like, I don't have one of those cooked up yet. I can get a regular. I can get the thin crust. And so I told her the thin crust was fine because, like, I just didn't want to sit there and wait sure. 10 minutes. And little Miss Sassafras from the back seat goes, I don't want thin crust. I want the nice and fluffy one. And the lady kind of looked at me and I looked at her and I go, you're lucky you're getting a pizza. Shut your mouth and deal with it. The lady through the drive-thru looks at me and then she turns to grab and she goes, oh, my last one just got taken by the front counter. I looked at our daughter in the back and I was like, you just got lucky. We're sitting for 10 minutes.
0: You are like the praying mantis of mothers.
1: I just don't wanna deal with the whining. What's the de- What child, what six year old child cares about thin crust or fluffy crust? Who cares?
0: Uh, your little Vanderbilt brats. But on that note, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back.
1: Do you deserve an A on your financial report card or are you just winging it? The nonprofit International Association of Registered Financial Consultants knows that proper planning results in a positive performance. Their members are experienced, ethical professionals who can help you develop and implement a financial plan successfully. Visit www.iarfc.org to find a member in your area today.
0: Everyone knows I like to focus on quality.
1: And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time.
0: Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born.
1: Go to GRMusicLessons.com. That's GRMusicLessons.com. Welcome back, everybody, to segment two of Fireproof Your Finances. Before we get into what's Sure to be an exceptionally long tirade from Michael.
0: It will not. And you, I think, will join me.
1: Yeah, probably, because this is a hot button for me. But we need to thank a few sponsors. Yes. Global Auto Works. Correct. Who surprisingly said our 12-year-old could come hang out in the shop every once in a while.
0: He's kind of excited about that. Uh,
1: I know he is because he likes to work on cars and
0: things, but. No, he doesn't know how to. Work well, he cars. doesn't.
1: He would like to learn to. So thank you for that. I don't know whether you're going to like us much after you have him for a little bit or not. No. Uh, Muskegon Airport.
0: Yep. Muskegon International. I have officially renamed them Muskegon International. Do you know why? Because they fly internationally. It's the best acronym then. They're MIA. <laughs> okay. Mm hmm.
1: Uh. Muskegon, oh yeah, internet airport, yep. Okay. <laughs> there it got is. It. There's the hamster, hamster got back, the back wheel. on the wheel. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, and actually speaking of them, what's super funny is, um, again, my secretary's daughter is actually in the military, and she just graduated in July. And they don't travel a ton, but they've always driven to Grand Rapids and looking for tickets, most economical. Blah 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 blah. Muskegon was actually only like fifty dollars more per ticket. Right. And I said, you guys, just just do that. Bite the bullet, because you're going to pay for that in parking in Grand Rapids. Right. I know that the tickets and upfront costs and the parkings after you get back, but just honestly, you won't regret it. I don't think she'll fly out anywhere else anymore.
0: No, it's so nice. Plus, you go to Grand Rapids or any other airport you get in, and inevitably, you're going to... You know what? I get it. It's your thing, but you're going to smell the Cinnabon. Mm-hmm. You're going to smell the donuts. You're going to smell the... I am a fat kid in hiding. I promise you I am. But bagels, the everything bagel with the cream cheese, some chives, a little bit of maybe salt. Yeah. I'm going to smell it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to spend more than that $50 in cream cheese and bagels.
1: Okay. So anyway, thanks, Muskegon. Oh, I love it. International Airport, according to you. Fast service and everybody's super happy.
0: The only thing downside that I can say is I used to be able to get there 32 minutes before takeoff. And they really frowned upon it. Oh, they
1: upped way. it to 55 now? Oh, no. Is
0: it 55? I have no idea. Oh, I don't know either. I'm, I was going to go like 33.
1: Yeah. So really not that big of a deal. But
0: if you try to use that and you miss my plane, or my plane, your plane, it's not my fault. Why? Because if somebody else goes there 32 minutes and they don't let you board, that's not on me. That's on you. You you pushed it.
1: Anyway, so for today's topic.
0: What is the purpose of any business? A profit. And is that a bad thing? I mean, pause no. there. We do make that sound like it's a bad thing, that that becomes greedy, that becomes whatever. But isn't it? I, I'll actually give you an that's argument. That's how
1: you build an economy.
0: I'll even give an argument. Let's go to advisory firms. Okay. Okay. Now, we use the word fiduciary all the time, which means we have to act in somebody's best interest, mm-hmm. which often means that um, that's at a direct conflict of revenue, right?
1: Correct. Like because the, mo- the highest paying product may or may not be the best for your client.
0: Correct. Most of the time probably isn't. Right. And in fact, if I could charge you less for the same services, it's in your best interest as the client for me to do so. Right. However, from a fiduciary standpoint, isn't profit a necessity? Yes. Isn't profit woven into the framework of fiduciary? Because if as an advisory firm, we don't make a profit, Will we continue to operate? No. Is it in your best interest as a consumer to have a plan built by a planner who then is going to be here in a year? Right. In two years. In right. Five? So we we demonize profits.
1: And any big CEO that makes a ton of money who started from the ground and dug the hole and figured it out.
0: Yeah, and I get it. I mean, there are, there are CEOs making so much. Um, I saw, I think it's Abigail Disney. I think that's... One of the granddaughter's names. Yeah, and she went to some of the workers' mm, habitat area. I mm-hmm. don't know, and just said it was pretty subpar, and compared that then to what the CEO Bob Iger is making. And I get it, and I, I don't, I don't want to get lost in those weeds because I don't really have an right. answer, and that's not my point here. But you and I were watching the Democratic uh, presidential debate. Yes, and it's not a political statement because one of the things I loved what you said that night. What? As you said, I haven't been this frustrated.
1: Since the Republican debate. Right. Because nobody, nobody, I don't care which side of the aisle, if you sit in the middle of it, I don't care. Nobody can answer a question.
0: Straight. Or as I say, I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, or a Ross Perot fan. Right. Although people today. Ross Perot just died, actually. Really? Yeah. Hmm.
1: Like two weeks ago. Didn't hear that. Where have you been?
0: Oh, I guess that didn't come up on my news feed. Oh,
1: you broke your elbow. That's where you've been. Anyway, so, I yeah, go ahead. I'm going to play a clip
0: it. from that debate, though. And it's going to be from Elizabeth Warren.
1: Our favorite person.
0: And it's about healthcare care company. And let's just play it and then let's dissect it a little. Here it is.
1: So, yes, I'm with Bernie on Medicare for All. And let me tell you why. I spent a big chunk of my life studying why families go broke. And one of the number one reasons... Is the cost of health care, medical bills. And that's not just for people who don't have insurance. It's for people who have insurance.
0: So I want to pause there. We're going to come back to it. But I get it. Health care is expensive. And I was reading an article written by Elizabeth Warren a month ago or so. I think we did a show on it even. Probably. And she talked about how she studied all these bankruptcies. And so many of them happened because of unexpected expenses. Right. But you and I in the break, we're talking about that's why you have to have a emergency fund. That's why you have to have
1: $5,000 set aside.
0: You know, life changes when you have 5000 set aside. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you get used to that number though. Right. Like I had a client come in where this was a lot for them, but we got them up to 10 grand.
1: And then when they went down to five grand, he freaked out, didn't he? They do. Yes.
0: And they were asking about, should they pay down more debt, do this? And I said, no, 10's your buffer now. You're so I want to get you so comfortable at that number that when you go down to five, six, or seven, what used to feel like a good number-
1: Is not anymore.
0: You're anxious. Right. And nervous. Right. So I'm not trying to beat you up if you're paycheck to paycheck, but I will say that I believe just about everybody- can build that emergency fund.
1: Don't go spend a thousand dollars on Halloween decorations every year.
0: Pull back. Pull back on Halloween. Pull, pull back, back on, on Christmas. It's not fun, but we've done it. Yeah, I've had other people. I've, I've, you know, helped others do it. Or how about this? And we're gonna come back to healthcare here in a minute. But, and this isn't gonna be popular. I get it. But in these debates, and Republicans have said these same things too. Yes. But I heard somebody saying, I don't remember who it was. That people are working two jobs and that's not the American dream. You know what? I dis- I completely disagree.
1: That was Camilla Harris. I don't. I was trying not to name it. <laughs> Sorry, she irritated me with that too. Really? Yeah. I, here
0: I am walking around, walking to the side of the social quagmire we're going to be don't in. Don't care. And you're she like,
1: ticked me off with that. You're cause... like,
0: I got my boots on. I'm walking right through the middle. Right. But, but seriously, the American dream was what?
1: You moved to America because there were enough opportunities for you, and you were proud if you had two jobs to support your family. One
0: word there, opportunity.
1: Correct.
0: That opportunity is still here. We've been around the world in lots of different countries. I'm going to start there, but we have to take a quick break. Okay. Because we have an opportunity to support our sponsors. Yes. Take a quick break. We'll be right back. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality.
1: And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time.
0: Think again. GRmusiclessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubilee Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan He's been giving lessons since before we were born.
1: Go to grmusiclessons.com. That's grmusiclessons.com.
2: United Airlines makes it easy to fly from Muskegon County Airport with a travel-friendly schedule and competitive airfares. Haven't flown from Muskegon in a while? Fly locally with a short commute and parking located just steps from the terminal. Check-in and security lines are never more than 50 passengers per flight. At the end of your trip, get your bags quickly and be home in no time. Flights depart daily at 6.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. Starting mid-February, the evening flight arrives at 11.20 p.m. to maximize return flight options from most locations. It pays to check Muskegon. Skegan first at united.com.
0: Welcome back everyone to the final segment of fireproof your finances. We are your hosts. We love to be here with you. Remember you can find us on the Twitter sphere at fireproof show on
1: Twitter.com. Yep. There it is. All right.
0: So opportunity we've gotten to travel. We've been very fortunate, very blessed. And I know that I hope we don't ever come across. Like we're just saying you got to do this. It's just, you know, I remember when you and I were first married And we wanted to give to a charity, Mm -hmm. whatever. We wanted to give to the church. Didn't even understand how we could do a hundred bucks. Right. And we just decided to do it. And this is hard for a math person because it's like, I don't know how it's going to work, but it just works. Mm -hmm. And what I'm getting at, this is still a country though. Of opportunity. Of opportunity. So we were in Ireland a few years ago. And one of the things I've realized that I'm the weird person though. The other day I was telling this story and I asked questions that I don't understand how awkward they are to the person being asked.
1: You're just figuring this out right I, now. I
0: think I'm growing.
1: All right. Anyways, continue because so we are on a time crunch. When friend.
0: we'd be in a, uh, in a taxi or we'd have like a bus driver, one of the questions I kept asking was, do you still see this as if you're born into poverty or you're, you know, you're lower class or lower middle class that you have upward mobility? That by working hard, by being blessed, by having some luck, you can go from something to nothing 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 to something. something. Yes. And do you remember what they all answered? They'd say yes. Yes. And then at least, at least half would come back like five minutes later and go, you know, I want to tell you about that. I don't think so.
1: Right. I mean, a lot of the people that we talked about, and this is Ireland. This isn't like Venezuela. They
0: were They were building. They were like
1: expanding
0: in a good way. We're
1: talking Ireland, not Venezuela. And even our waiter. Mm Mm-hmm. Was like I would love to get out of here because I am mid twenties and this is my job. I'm a waiter.
0: And guess where they wanted to come?
1: America.
0: Now, to be fair, they only knew two places in America. It was New York City and Los Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) Like you know, there's something in between called Michigan, right? Quite a
1: bit in between. (laughs)
0: Now I also and I, I don't know if I shared this with you when I was in those steam rooms, which is when I realized when I was telling this story the other day that I asked really ac- awkward questions. Yeah, because I would ask those same things in the steam rooms to these guys that I had no idea who are barely clothed, which made it really weird. Anyway, but it was younger guys, and one of the they would be they were in such a rush to get out of that country, they saw America as the land still of opportunity. Mm-hmm. So when you. When there's a couple things that get me here, number one, trade schools are good. Yes. There's opportunity that opportunities there, but number two, somebody goes and drives an Uber, mm-hmm. or Lyft, or delivers pizzas, or starts a business after hours, not an after hours business. Like starts their business after right. the hour.
1: Like my dad did. Yes. He worked a second job. And then I just came home make, and ate.
0: I just want to make sure. And then
1: worked his new job.
0: Just want to make sure. Yeah, people Yeah, I know. Continue. Again, the weirdness. Why is that bad? That is the American dream.
1: The problem is, is we have become a society of just hand it to me. Life's too hard. I'm sorry. That's very blunt.
0: And profit. But this seeking of profit, seeking of upward mobility, seeking of wealth isn't doesn't make you. I always call you Mrs. Vanderbilt as a joke that doesn't. I was going to say it doesn't make you a Vanderbilt. I'm not saying the Vanderbilt said anything wrong. I don't know.
1: It doesn't make you a bad person to no. want to better yourself.
0: D- to want to give your children a higher opportunity. Correct. To your family not to have to do things that maybe you had to do. Right. Those are point bad things. So let's go back to something Elizabeth Warren said. Here we go.
1: Look at the business model of an insurance company. It's to bring in as many dollars as they can in premiums and to pay out as few dollars as possible for your health care. Well, thank you, Captain Obvious. Isn't that what every business wants to do?
0: Are you saying that's what you guys do in your glass business? You, you want to charge as much as you can up to market. You're not trying to rip anybody off.
1: Correct.
0: And you want to do it as efficiently as possible. Yes. To lower your costs. Yes. To make a profit.
1: Yes. That's, so I can be here next year. That's
0: weird. Huh. Huh. I put together a list of other companies who also do this. General Motors. Hmm. Dole. Staples, Home Depot, AMC Theaters. Yes. Sorry, guys. Olive Garden.
1: The whole purpose of running a a business is to make a profit.
0: Red Lobster.
1: I think Olive Garden and Red Red Lobster are owned by the same parent company.
0: They are, but... Anyway. That's every business. Now, so I do think it should be, I don't want to call it maybe a fundamental right. I, I don't, that's not what I mean. But I think everyone should have be able to get access to the Internet. Yes. Should that be government owned? No. Nope. Everybody should have access to clean water. Wait, that is government owned.
1: (laughs) And they're failing miserably. That's the problem.
0: Well, here's one. And this is where I'm going to I got to put my boots on now.
1: Ruffle a few feathers.
0: (whistles) I got my boots on. I'm not going to walk around this because we have talked about this one, Mm -hmm. though. Doesn't that happen in schools? Absolutely. Schools are owned by the government, right? Yes. They're ran by the government.
1: Yes, they are. And
0: the whole point that she's trying, am I getting this right? The whole point is saying that that $17 billion that all these health insurance companies, which maybe I'm out of touch with reality, there's a lot of health insurance companies that didn't seem like a lot, but is that if we eliminated that 17 billion, first and foremost, the assumption is the government could do it cheaper. They'd get rid of the $17 billion, but who knows? That's the first and foremost, right? Yep. But therefore, it would make it easier and more accessible to everyday people. And it would lower the divide between wealthy and, and lower not wealthy. Correct. Because we'd have equaler access, more equal access to health care. Yes. We have that with schools, right?
1: Technically. Does it work? No. Why? Because those who don't think that the government run school are doing a good job, mm-hmm. pull their kids and put them in private.
0: Oh, so if you're not wealthy and you have no money, you pull your school, your kids out of school and put them in private?
1: No, because you can't afford private.
0: Oh, so you're telling me that this actually magnifies the wealth divide? Yes. Because if you have money and you don't think public school does a good enough job, whether it's they don't do a good enough job to raise them in a religious aspect or in an academic aspect or a combination of the two, you pull your kids so they can have a higher opportunity for an educational environment. Is that correct? Absolutely. So if you don't have money, then you're left into the public, you know, w- what you're assuming there is a lower level of educational quality. Yes. So this magnifies the divide then. Which
1: is what you're going to do with healthcare.
0: Because if you have money, you will still go get better care. Right. You'll create a Mendoza line, which Mendoza was some guy that played baseball who hit 200. That's why they call it Mendoza line. You got to hit above that. Right. But you're going to create this bare minimum. We've seen it in other areas. By cool. the way, go to the old, I think it was USSR. They made cars for everybody. Mm-hmm. James May did a special, you know, the uh, Top Gear guy. Yes. Grand Tour guy. Yep. Watch it. Watch how great, look how good these cars look.
1: They can't run worth a two. No,
0: they run fine. They just, um, they, they're they not watertight. <laughs>
1: Which is great. Sorry, that would have been an absolutely hysterical thing to watch because you know he drove it through a river. It's great.
0: It's (laughs) great if you want a breeze and not a Drew breeze, a real breeze. Right. We make things political, but sometimes you just kind of just got to pause it and say, wait a minute, what did they just say? A company is bad because it wants to charge as much as it can and pay out as little as possible. Show me one company that's not doing that.
1: The government.
0: They're not a company.
1: I know, but their system's not right.
0: They don't make money. They fact,
1: they spend it faster than they make I guess, it. I guess
0: that's what I mean. Like, I wouldn't even say they're efficient. No. On that bombshell, that's all the time we have for today. It truly is our pleasure. We hope you guys
2: enjoy it as much as we do. We are your hosts. And until next week, God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finance. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com.